was furnished shabbily. It had a wheezing air conditioner and a single window that had been stuck for the three years of his occupancy, which offered a grimy view of the Green Grove Railroad Yards. Reed paid little attention to his office. The men who came there to hire him seemed to like it the way it was. They looked at the bullfight posters, the press clippings, the photographs tacked to the walls. They stroked the jaguar pelt draped over the threadbare sofa. They fingered the multiple rows of a shark's teeth set in jaws the size of a bushel basket. They rubbed the obsidian nose of the pre-Columbian mono he had dug up in the mountains of Guerrero. They hefted the rifles which gleamed in the wall rack and tested the business end of a six-foot spear gun with slackened cables which stood in the corner. His clients measured him in terms of swamp, jungle, and sea. To them, as to him, an office was a place to hang one's hat, pick up mail, maybe chew the fat. Only a woman like Mae Gibson would demand more of it. Money is beside the point, ma'am. I don't feel qualified to escort a high school girl on a three-week tour of Mexico. My daughter is not a high school girl, Mr. Rance. She graduated this spring. Reed sighed and wondered how to terminate the interview. He glanced over at the window where the girl was a small silhouette against the brilliant morning. She had been standing for ten minutes without joining in the dispute. A pale blue suit jacket sheathed her back and narrow waist closely and ended at the flare of feminine hips. May Gibson had introduced the girl as her older daughter, Karen. The relationship was self-evident. Karen had the same dark eyes and hair, the same fine-edged looks, the same straightforward, let's-stick-to-business air. Reed wondered what the younger daughter was like, the one who wanted to go to Mexico. I still can't take her, Mrs. Gibson. Why not? He held out his hands, palms up, a Mexican gesture he caught himself using more often than he liked. For one thing, I'm a bachelor. I know that, Mr. Rands. For another, I'm not old enough to play father to a restless adolescent. You'll find Leslie quite mature. Leslie? L-E-S-L-I-E. -E. She's really a completely self-sufficient girl. She's toured Europe. Alone? No, but she could. Then let her go to Mexico alone. I'll arrange transportation, hotels, guides. Her lips vanished. That's exactly what I won't permit. Then you go with her. That's exactly what she won't permit. Her sister? I work, interrupted the sister, still staring out the window. May Gibson's older daughter worked? And what the devil was fascinating her out there? There was nothing to see but the railroad tracks and the flat cotton lands of the Rio Grande Valley stretching twenty miles south to the river, and beyond, the brush and thorn wasteland of Tamaulipas. Was Karen the reserves? Waiting to jump in and finish him off after her mother wore down his resistance? It sounded silly.
It meant a planned campaign, and he couldn't possibly be that important to them. Why not hire a traveling companion, Mrs. Gibson? Or I could arrange for a responsible Mexican duena. Leslie won't hear of a woman, May Gibson said. Reed felt the warning stomach flutter that signaled the onset of exasperation. What the hell was this Leslie anyway? A spoiled rich darling whose every whim had to be satisfied? A teenage nymphomaniac? Or what? He began to think that what Miss Leslie Gibson needed was a good smack in the panties. He told his stomach to behave, and after a moment it did. After all, he had no intention of becoming involved with the brat, and there was no point in getting on the wrong side of a Gibson. He still had to live in Greengrove. Tell me, Mrs. Gibson, Reed asked.